This podcast is sponsored by Pride Counseling. I am a huge fan of therapy. I've been in therapy since 2012. I started getting going to a therapist when I was starting to go through a divorce. And I've kind of gone in, into therapy, in and out of therapy ever since. I can't recommend it enough. Pride Counseling, though, is an affordable private online counseling for the LGBTQIA plus community. Uh, you can access licensed, trained, accredited counselors and therapists that are obviously LGBTQ plus friendly. I mean, honestly, you guys, without a healthy mind, uh, being truly happy and at peace is really hard. So the good news is to that is that therapy does work. And I know that it's like, ter- like therapy is so taboo. Like people are like, but what is it exactly? Right. I think therapy is whatever you want it to be. I think that like maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and you just need some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling, I don't know, like you're in a toxic relationship or you're just feeling insecure in a relationship or at work. You're not dealing well with stress. I mean, whatever it is, I think that we need to stop as humans being really ashamed of the normal human struggles that we experience every single day. And start feeling better, right? Because we every single person deserves to be happy. It is not normal to not be happy, and everybody deserves that. Um, so now, with Pride Counseling, you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. Obviously, in-person therapy is awesome, and there's a place for it. And given you know the current state of our world, having the ability to find somebody online is awesome. Uh, it's customized to you. It offers video, phone, live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera. Don't worry. Um, of course, if you want to see people on camera, you can, but you don't have to. Uh, that means it's much, 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 much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can start communicating with a therapist in under 48 hours. I know sometimes you like find a therapist and then it takes like two weeks to even be able to see them with pride counseling with, from better help. It is so, so quick. And you can literally sign up and have a therapist with under 48 hours. So do it. Join the millions of people who are seeing online therapists. See what it's all about. Give it a shot. Um, It's always a good time, you know, to invest in yourself. Uh, Again, this podcast is sponsored by Pride Counseling. And On The Daily listeners can get 10% off their first month at pridecounseling.com slash on the daily. That's pridecounseling.com slash on the daily. Hi, on the daily family. Happy Friday. Welcome back to Unplugged. I want to talk today about self-acceptance and what I I just keep thinking about what Luca said earlier in the week about self-acceptance and how for him for a long time it was conditional. I don't know why, but that struck a chord with me and it's been something that I've just been thinking about pretty constantly since that interview. How many of us are like, yeah, I I accept myself. I accept who I am. I am absolutely fine with who I am. And then when you realize the moments that you shrink yourself, you know, or, or make yourself smaller is basically proof that you also are conditionally accepting yourself, right? I think it's really interesting that we spend most of our childhood being taught to live and act in a way that makes other people comfortable. And I think what, as Luca would call it, living in your passion place means is that you are no longer doing that and instead living in a way that makes yourself comfortable. 
And I know that's hard. That's really freaking hard because that means undoubtedly, like undoubtedly, without a doubt, no questions asked, no ifs, ands, or buts about it, you will make someone uncomfortable. And that's scary. And that opens yourself up to being vulnerable. And that opens yourself up to like, I mean, who knows what, right? So so think about it. When have you shrunk yourself for the approval of others? When have you changed yourself for the approval of others? I think about when Breezy and I first started dating and before we like really made it public to people. I was never ashamed or I always accepted that I was sexually fluid. So that was not my condition. What was conditional for me was how I acted around certain people whom I didn't want to think differently of me, which, I mean, if we really break that down, that's kind of nutty because we change every day and that means people are going to have to think differently towards us all the time. But there's the difference, there's the, there's the kicker is that the difference, people thinking of you differently doesn't mean that they think of you poorly. It doesn't mean that that's a bad thing. It just means that you've grown and evolved and changed and changed your mind maybe once, maybe twice, maybe 300 times. And people have to look at you from a different lens, right? So think about that. Like how often have you acted a certain way in the attempt to make other people comfortable? even if that meant that you were not comfortable, right? Even if that meant that you were not living in your truth or as Luca would say, in your passion place. I think we have to unlearn that childhood. uh, I mean, it's almost like brainwashing. I think we have to unlearn that a little bit. I think we have to help our kids and new generations and younger generations never fall into that trap of living their life in a way that makes other people comfortable and ignoring everything that makes our children comfortable. I mean, listen, I don't know what the answer is to that. I don't know how to do that necessarily, except for just encourage each other and our children to be exactly who they are every single time. And I, I, I work on this constantly. Uh, I mean, perfect example is today we're in Lululemon and Owen has not had lunch. It is lunchtime and he's a little bit wired and, you know, he's five. So we're like in and out of the nap time thing. I'm very, very lucky that I was, I was given a good sleeper who loves to nap. And so my five-year-old still takes naps. However, he's starting kindergarten in the fall. And so we are trying to transition away from that because he won't be getting naps anymore. And so we went to Lululemon today and it was the middle of the day and he was nuts, like nuts, nuts. And he's running around the store and he's hugging all the employees that work there. And, you know, everybody is so, has such different comfort levels right now with, you know, COVID and he is running around hugging people and I'm sitting there going, oh gosh, these people are probably so over me. And like these, this is my family. Like this is the store I'm an ambassador at. So like, I know that they like, they don't hold it over my head, but I'm telling Owen, like, you know, Owen's like, can I, he's telling everybody, can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? And he's, he's asking questions and he's telling everybody that he loves them. And he's telling everybody all these stories. And I'm, my initial reaction is like, Owen, don't be so nuts. Owen, don't be so crazy. Owen, don't, 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 don't. And I had to stop myself and I had to go, no, this is Owen living in his passion place. 
as long as he's not hurting anybody, as long as he's not breaking anything, he should be allowed to express himself and talk to people and be the joyous, happy, loving, vivacious five-year-old that he is. And so I think that's where it starts because it starts from a young age of being told that you're too much. You know, I, every single report card I ever got as a kid said she talks too much. Really smart, talks too much. Well, guess what? That talking too much got me, has gotten me pretty far in life. And I hope that that is the complaint from Owen's teachers as he gets older, because somebody who talks a lot and speaks up for themselves and uses their voice isn't going to be walked on, you know? So I think that to fully accept ourselves, we have to stop living our life in a way that is just meant to keep other people comfortable. We have to live in a way that makes us comfortable, that aligns with us, that makes us feel our truest self. And yes, that will absolutely 100% make some people uncomfortable. And that is okay. Because when we are uncomfortable, that means we have space to grow. That means we have things to learn and learning and growing and evolving and learning to love people on different levels, I believe, is the recipe for unity and healing. So be you. Find what you are passionate about. Find what lights your soul on fire and do that. Because that level of synchronicity, my friends, whoa, that level of synchronicity will every time make you feel like you are flying. The second you shrink yourself or change who you are or mind the way that you speak to this person versus that person, I'm not saying don't be an asshole to people. I'm not saying like don't, you know, be rude. I'm saying don't dumb yourself down or shrink yourself or hide who you are for anybody. Nobody. I don't care how much you care about them. Because if you care about them and that person cares about you as much as you care about them, then they will be able to accept all parts of you, even the parts that they don't understand. And the parts that they don't understand, hopefully they will ask about. Then you can have a conversation about it. So I want to close off this Pride Month queue of episodes with saying this. You are exactly who you are supposed to be. You are wonderful you are enough, you are glorious, you are, it is perfection. The beautiful mess that you are is perfection. And it's really exciting to see so many more people these days living in that passion place, accepting themselves fully, not conditionally. Happy Pride Month. Happy Friday, wherever you are. I love you. See you on Tuesday.